Welcome to Week 8, I'm your host Alex Dreza. First off, I want to thank everyone for the awesome feedback and support we got on our Title IX episode last week. Thank you very much. From the fan feedback to the women that came on the show, everything was awesome. You know, we were so blown away from the positive feedback we got back that we're happy to announce we'll be doing another special edition episode next week. We're going to have a sit-down discussion on athlete abuse. Now, not just focusing on sexual abuse, but also mental and physical. We're also going to discuss with some athletes who have gone through some difficult times about what happened, why it happened, and how we can fix it so it doesn't happen again. It's a really important episode, so make sure you're back here next Sunday. Alright, moving on to this week. First, we would like to wish the singer of this great song, Toby Keith, a happy 56th birthday yesterday, as he's probably still celebrating it today, so happy birthday, Toby. And now let's get into our past mulligan of the week. So today is July 8th, and on this day, 15 years ago, was the 2002 MLB All-Star Game. The game took place in Miller Park in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and was most famously ended as a 7-7 tie because both teams had run out of available pitchers. The tie game had kind of given the fans an unsatisfactory finish, which actually led the crowd to boo and throw beer bottles onto the field. And the media was also highly critical of that unsatisfactory conclusion. In fact, Major League Baseball got such a backlash from this that in 2003 they actually agreed that the winner of the All-Star Game would get home field advantage in the World Series. So if the American League won the All-Star Game, the American League champions would have home field advantage in the best of seven series. Now this agreement was seen as permanent in 2006 and remained permanent until 2016. This 2017 All-Star Game will be the first All-Star Game since 2002 where home field advantage in the World Series will go to the league champion with the highest regular season win-loss record and not who won the All-Star Game. I'm so glad Major League Baseball went back to a higher regular season win-loss record to decide home field because we had seen so many wildcard teams make the World Series and because their uh, league had won the All-Star Game, they got home field advantage even though they were just barely over 500 on the regular season. With the addition of the wildcard one-game play-in, I think that's enough to even it out and it really should go to the best win-loss record. Another fun fact from this All-Star game, this was the inaugural All-Star final vote competition, which was then known as the All-Star 30th Man competition, which was won by Johnny Damon and Andrew Jones. I am not a fan of this voting by fans for the final placement. It seems like a little bit of a ballot stuffing, and I think it should be a player vote to decide who gets that last spot. Just add it on to MLB's to-do list, like electronic strike zones. We have the technology. All right, now that we're on the topic of All-Star Games, and there happens to be one coming up, we're going to bring in Mark Burquist to talk about the upcoming 2017 All-Star Game in Miami. So I'm happy to welcome in Mark Burquist here to talk about the All-Star Game festivities. Hey, Mark. Hey, fans. Okay, so uh, just a breakdown for the All-Star Game. The AL East had 13 guys going, the AL Central 14, AL West 11, the NL East 10, the NL Central 7, and the NL West with the top at 16. 
Uh, so, Mark, now that we're reaching the halfway point, what do you think has been the best division and the worst division in baseball? Yeah. Oh, the, the worst division, I think, is very, very clear, and it's the NL East. Uh, outside of the Nationals, uh, everybody else has been pretty bad for a long time. You know, there's four teams there that were under 500. And I just, I just think with the Nationals being as good as they are, uh, it's kind of dampered, you know, everybody else in that division. The Mets have, you know, been super, super injured prone this year. Harvey going down. Syndergaard's been out for two months. Uh, you know, that's two of the three-headed monster that's gone right there. Right, and the, Nas- the Nationals had five of those ten All-Stars for the NLE, so they really did carry that division. Yeah, they, they've been carrying it the most. Uh, and I think, I think there's a tie for the two best divisions, and I think it's the AL East and the NL West. Um, the AL East has been very, very competitive, especially between the Red Sox and the Yankees. The Red Sox have kind of taken over here as of late, but for a long time, the Yankees were were there, and mostly because of Aaron Judge, who hit home run number 30 tonight, um, which is crazy insane. Uh, but he's really carried them. And, and the Red Sox have just, you know, they're getting David Price back, who's been, you know, okay, not not what they've expected, but Chris Sale has been dominant. Their lineup has been hitting well. And, and for the NL West, I mean, you got the Dodgers, the Rockies, and the Diamondbacks. For a long time, the Dodgers were only at 500, especially at the end of April and through May. You know, there was, there was really a question like, man, are they going to even make the playoffs this year? <laughs> Kaboom! They were like, yeah, they were sitting eight, nine games back of the Diamondbacks and Rockies, and some eyebrows went up, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think those two divisions have just been, you know, insane, and I'm excited for how it's going to turn out here in the second half. I would, I would definitely agree with you there. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have been an awesome surprise, and the Yankees' bullpen has been kind of a surprising surprise because we expected them to be so good, and the Yankees can't even score four or five runs and get a win anymore. It's pretty difficult yeah. pretty difficult to win when you're giving up nine runs a game. And on the other end, the Red Sox pitching has very much improved, which has put them in this five, six-game lead at a constant now. Yeah, that extra pitching that they got with Chris Sale has been able to make up for that for you know not having David Ortiz anymore they've been able to make up that difference you know on the other side of the ball all right so now we're going to play a, a new game we're introducing it's called more likely so Mark we're going to ask you which is more likely the AL wins the all-star game or the NL wins the all-star game it's going to be close I think it's going to be a really close ball game. Uh, it's, I, I say it's going to be one or two runs. Uh, my, gut, my gut reaction says the AL, but I'm not going to be surprised if the NL wins it. These, these two teams are just so, you know, even this year. I the, think the, NL, the NL's got the offense and the AL has the pitching. It's just, it's going to be fun. Exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. I think the AL has yeah. the better pitching and the NL has the better hitting, you know. The old saying, yeah. good pitching stops good hitting and vice versa, so it should be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah it's okay. going to be exciting. Okay, so which is more likely Bryce Harper's hair will be on point on the All-Star Game red carpet or Dallas Keuchel's beard will be more on point? Ooh. Question number two. <laughs> 
say I'll say Harper's hair. It's a little it's a little easier to take care of. I think Keiko's gonna come in with it with it flowing, not really kept up. Harper's gonna come in with that hair slipped back. I think Harper's gonna gonna outdo Keiko on that red carpet. I'm always afraid a bird's gonna fly out of that beard. Michael always stores snacks in there for, you know, when he's pitching in, like, the, in the middle of the fifth inning. In between inning snack hungry. there, yeah, yeah, definitely. Takes a little gummy bear out of his beard, you know. Okay, so which is more likely? Uh, more home run derby home runs off the Marlin statue thing in left field, or uh, more total home runs in the derby by Justin Bohr? I'm going to say total home, run, home runs in the derby by Justin Bohr, and I... We'll leave it at that until towards the end of, of the show or this segment because, yeah, I'll okay. leave it at that. A little sneak peek. Yeah, okay, so okay. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Uh, which is more likely to happen? Aaron Judge hits a home run in the All-Star game or Aaron Judge wins the home run derby? Can I, can I call push? <laughs> yeah, you can call a push. I, I think both are going to happen. Gonna, I, I think both can very easily happen. When, when this question got sent in and I read it, I, I sent back to the to the viewer both. I said both yeah, are going to happen, I think. that's As a Yankee fan, that's my prediction. Yeah. But also, just I think he hits these line drives that never never come down. I just I think he can and do it in the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby. He's the AL's jumper with Sam. Simple as that. I think I think he's better than the ALS. I think he's better than the NL Stanton, and that he, you know his hitting approach seems to be much more yeah. intact this year. So that's what's going to feed in now. Uh, give us your home run derby champ prediction here. I'm going to put you right on the spot. Justin Bohr. I like it. Hometown. Let's go. The, yeah. Not not the Stanton hometown, but Justin Bohr hometown. No, no. Justin Justin Bohr. He is his swing is just so beautiful and so meant for this home run derby. I think I think our two finalists. Uh, I haven't seen the seats. Uh, I'm hoping the finals will be Bohr and Bellinger. Yeah, uh, they can meet in the semifinals. Yeah, I'll take that semifinal. Yeah. Uh, he could be in a final with like Sano, Mustakas, Gary Sanchez, or Stanton. Yeah, although the one sneaky guy is Charlie Blackman, just because I don't know how he's going to fare in this. As a sixth seed against Cody Bellinger, I like that first-round matchup. Yeah, it's just, you know, you don't see him hit many moonshots. He's hard liners. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, being outside of Colorado and trying to hit home runs in Miami, uh, how that's going to do. I think he could be a sneaky guy to win it. Uh, I, I, I think Aaron Judge is the obvious pick, but I really, really like Justin Bohr. I agree. I'm going with the obvious pick, and Aaron Judge, but I would love to see Bohr against Stanton and watch what that crowd does. Yeah, could that, be historic. That would be insane. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Mark. We're so glad to have you. Thank you, Alex. Anytime, my friend. All right, our last topic of the week will be the NBA offseason, and we're going to bring in Ben Huff and Jason Touch to talk about it. Hey, now. All right, we're going to welcome in Ben Huff and Jason Tush to talk about the NBA offseason. How you boys doing? Doing great. How are you? Doing great. Oh, we're doing great over here. So uh, the first question asked for uh, both of you is, what in your mind has been the most surprising move so far this offseason? Well, for me, the Timberwolves uh, and all have surprising moves. Uh, Jeff Teague joined the Timberwolves along with Taj Gibson and Jamal Crawford. Very surprising uh, pickup for them. Jamal Crawford was rumored to go to the Lakers um, sign a quick one-year deal so they can still have space. 
But I, all three of those signings will be great. It's just ramps up their this year for them, so then hopefully they can actually compete in the West. Right. I'm saddened to see Ricky Rubio go, but I think their adding of Jeff Teague was very smart. Now, Jason, what has been uh, your most surprising move for this offseason, you think? Um, I'm going to say uh, it's Paul George going to the Thunder because of all the talk of him saying that he's always wanted to play in L.A. and uh, working out with Kobe and talking with Magic and all the other stuff that he's been saying on TV about the Lakers. And then uh, it seems like I, I don't know where he just said, whoop, I'm going to the Thunder with Westbrook. Right. I, I agree with you because the fact is the West was already pretty cluttered and I, I think it was almost like the Thunder were trying to keep Russell Westbrook happy in a way. So it was an yeah, interesting yeah. move. Uh, if I can step in, I think that move is just trying to keep Westbrook there. Try to convince both of them that they should stay in OKC because they're both free agents at the end of the 2017-2018 season. Yeah, they both look good in, in gold and purple, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright, so the next question we have for both of you is uh, Summer League performances. Do those stats mean a lot to you? Why or why not? Well, for me, uh, looking at Lonzo Balls, I, I've been following the Lakers Summer League. Uh, he had an awful, awful first game. But then he stepped up. He had a triple-double. They still had the loss in the second game against the Celtics. But he stepped up. But statistics in the summer league I don't think it should mean that much because they're not facing the people they're going to face in the national season they're going to be facing the LeBron James Paul George the Russell Westbrook of the league not other rookies so these stats don't quite mean the same and you agree with that Jason I'm guessing yeah I do because I, I was going to uh, mention like the same thing with Lonzo Ball but um, there are a bunch of new people coming to a system that they just came to and are learning it and playing with new people so it takes a little longer than three games to get your rhythm going with right you, get, you gotta get a team chemistry going and an offense running with your head coach makes sense yeah so uh the last question is is just for ben sorry jason whatever and it's about uh contracts so there's been a lot of heat coming out about this uh what's your opinion on the Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant contract signings. And for our audience, a little background on this. Steph Curry signed a five-year, $201 million max deal. James Harden signed a four-year extension, 118 mil, which is the most ever in a contract extension. And then Kevin Durant took a pay cut of two years, $26.5 million. Uh, so the Warriors could use that money on other assets. And they faced a lot of scrutiny since. What do you think about it, Ben? Curry and Harden gained their money. They're not leaving any money on the table. Uh, and they've earned it. They really have. Curry is a two-time MVP, two-time uh, champion. And then Harden, uh, people argue that he was an MVP. Uh, he had a great season, so he, they've definitely earned their money. And for Durant's contract, I like it. I like the move. People are angry that he didn't take the money that he deserves. But this keeps the core together. This keeps that championship core together. And I think that's what the goal was, uh, was to allow this team to stay together for championships for years down the road because they're all very young. I already thought the new NBA salary cap was kind of stupid. And I was okay with Tim Duncan taking pay cuts in San Antonio. But it just feels a little different to me with Kevin Durant taking one with the supporting cast he already had. So it's just a little different in my opinion. But I'm totally okay with it. I mean, rings over money all day for me. 
whole day. All right, well, uh, thanks to Ben and Jason for coming on, boys. Yeah, thanks for having All right, lucky for you, that's all the time we have this week. Thank you very, very much. Once again, thank you so much to my guests, Ben Huff, Jason Touch, and Mark Berquist this week. Make sure to keep showing the love at alexanderstryzak.wixsite.com slash moosesmulligans. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Send us in questions that we can ask our experts. And we look forward to seeing you next week with that awesome special edition episode. Make sure to be here. It's going to be one hell of an episode. All right, I'm your host, Alex Dryzak. And until next week, remember, fairways and greens, no mulligans. Have a good week, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>